Welcome to the Heart of Dating Podcast. Hey, it's Kate. I'm so glad you could join us this week as we try to untangle the ever so ambiguous world of dating as a Christian. Over here on Heart of Dating, we get real as we answer some tough questions and uncover transformative ways to approach Christian dating. Oh, and you better believe we have some laughs along the way, because last time I checked, the struggle is hashtag real. You know what I'm saying? Now, let's get to the heart of the matter. Welcome back today, my friends. Gosh, you guys, last week, it was actually my birthday, and I have to admit that I am in all the feels right now. I'm just so grateful for this community. Now, I shared about it on Instagram, and it still feels a little bit weird to admit, but despite being a total whirlwind of a year, especially 2020, I have truly grown to really love this year. This is the year I started and finished writing my very first book that is coming out in February 2021, y'all. This is also the year that we hit over a million downloads on Heart of Dating. This is the year we launched a dating service and have been amazed seeing people actually renew their confidence that good men and women exist and see couples actually meeting and dating. Did you guys actually catch Roger and Emily's testimonial from Drop the Hanky? We have it over on Instagram if you want to check it out. This is also the year I hired our very first employee, the amazing Gabriella Aspiru. This is also the year that we threw our first ever dating conference that exceeded every expectation that our team had with over 4,700 people who joined the conference. You guys, needless to say, I am blown away by this year, even though it's been crazy and so many feelings and emotions. I'm just so grateful for the blessings even within the chaos. Now, have y'all connected and joined our Heart of Dating community yet? If you haven't, I want to invite you to join what we are doing over on Instagram at at Heart of Dating and at Kateness. We love connecting with you guys and we try to answer as many DMs as possible while also posting as much as we can about dating. And then if you don't know, now you know, we also have a private Heart of Dating Facebook community that is lit, y'all. We have thousands of single and couples talking about wisdom, growing in God, sharing frustrations, but all in an encouraging, empowering way. Our group does Bible studies, game nights, worship nights, and some of them are even going through the conference content together. If you want to meet people that are in the same boat as you, then go ahead and visit facebook.com forward slash heart of dating. You can like our Facebook page there, then go to groups on the left hand side and click to join the private Facebook community. I just love all of our new friends up in there and I'm so thankful for you guys. We are truly in this together. Last thing, I want to thank all of the people who spent some time last week to make my birthday wish come true. You guys brought us to over 1,000 reviews and rankings on the Heart of Dating podcast and I am in awe. I am so grateful. You guys, rankings and reviews truly helps podcasters and podcasts like ours to get discovered. So thank you. Now, if you still haven't done so yet, I'd still love for you to write a ranking and review. You can do so by going to the bottom of iTunes, clicking five stars, then hitting the button that says write a review, and it should take just a minute. You guys are just the best. Okay, y'all, are you even ready for today's episode? I had the pleasure of bringing on my amazing, joy-filled, the most radiant man ever, Rashawn Copeland. Y'all, Rashawn is seriously just one of the most likable people on the planet. He is so lovely, and you're going to see why in just a second. 
Rashawn Copeland is the founder of I'm So Blessed Daily and Without Walls Ministries. He's a writer for Church Leaders, Inspire More, and the God's Not Dead blog. He's also the host of the Scripture and Stories podcast on the Converge Podcast Network. Ayo! He's a graduate of the University of Central Oklahoma and is currently earning his Master's of Divinity at Liberty University. He lives in Oklahoma City with his wife, Denise, and their three children. Today, you guys, we go into a topic that we've never really talked about before in the podcast. Emotional, physical, all of the different ways of cheating. And why do people cheat? How does it happen? What do we do about it? What is the difference between emotional and physical cheating? All of the above. Rashawn is super vulnerable today about his own story that includes cheating in the past. And he really breaks down why this happens with people, even Christian people. We also talk about two different kinds of cheating, physical and emotional, and how both can be incredibly damaging. Oftentimes we think it's just physical, but you guys, that's far from the truth. We can engage in emotional cheating, and that can be just as damaging in some ways as well. So are you ready to get into this conversation about why people cheat? Let's go. Rashawn Copeland, welcome to Heart of Dating today, friend. I'm pumped. Thanks for having me, Kate. <laughs> I, it is such an honor and a privilege to have you on today. And the people don't even know what they're in for, honestly, because you. I'll just tell them a little bit. You are one of the most joyous, just happy, Jesus-loving men that I've ever met, Rashawn. And it just wow. exudes out of everything, just when you talk in your presence, like, and you smile. And so people can't see you right now, but I want them to picture everything you say, like you like smiling big because that's how you do it. And it's just so welcoming. <laughs> wow. Thanks. So that's quite the intro, Kate. <laughs> you know, I'm just reflecting you, sister. That's all I'm doing. And you know, Jesus is working in our lives and he's changed mine so much. And I'm, yeah, it's just amazing what he's done and he's so good and I can't help but to be joyful, you know? Oh my gosh. I love that. See, you already have me smiling. I'm probably going to have lots of moments of that today. So if people are getting introduced to you for the first time, will you just share a little bit about who you are and what your mission is? Amazing. So right now, currently, I'm a husband, you know, and a dad to about three now. And we just oh, found out we're having another one. <gasps> Ain't that crazy? Like last week, they just popping out. Yeah. <laughs> so all you singles on here, hey, whenever you get married, they just pop out like pancakes. Don't let nobody <laughs> tell you different. But if it doesn't, you know, hey, yeah, man, it's just it's just a fun thing. I'm excited, you know, to continue to grow as a man of God as a husband. But outside that, I'm a, a, a author, a podcaster and an influencer, just looking to reach people who are far from God and bring them closer, you know, mm-hmm. as, as the Lord leads digitally. So, yes. And- I love it. You are just so encouraging. And I love I love your Instagram. I love the just you shower so much truth and love and again, joy. And I love that social media can be this connection point of spreading Jesus, you know, when there's a lot of other things going on there, too. Very true. Very true. We know uh, firsthand that uh, social media can be crazy and it can be a good relationship ruiner. (laughs) Oh, yeah. We'll talk about that a little bit. Right. (laughs) I was just That's thinking the, that 100%. Yeah. Let's yeah. tease it out. Yeah, we're going to go there. And you mentioned Man, an scary. author, and I know yeah. you have a book coming out. Will you share just the title? What is it? a little bit about it? Awesome. Yeah. So start where you are. It was basically 
a book that I really seen played out in the Bible a ton, how like God would meet people right where they are. But not only that, uh, that wasn't the miracle. The miracle uh, was that he loved them through what where they were, but also led them out of it. And he's he does that with our lives. And I sort of wanted to write a book that would literally meet people where they are. They could start with their depression, anxiety. You know, they can start with their anger, their lust, whatever it is. And he'll meet you where you are and take you where you need to be. That's the idea of the book. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And it's so beautifully reflected in your life and how you live because of your story, which I know some of that will come out as we talk today, yeah. but just like you really, I think you're one of those people that you just know the gift that it is to have Jesus Christ in your life. Like you walk yeah. it out so amazingly because of how he saved you and wow. how he met you where That's you great. are. And it's just such a cool thing. Like every time I talk to you, I'm like, oh man. I want to live my life even more like that daily, you know? Yeah. So, and it's Man. clearly because of how he's transformed and met you where you are, you know? Yeah. yeah, man. And I, and Kate, I have so many struggles. I couldn't even shake a stick <laughs> at it, but God's been so faithful every single day, even in my brokenness and mess, like, right. He meets us there. It's, <laughs> yes. It changes yes. everything. Yeah. Yeah. So thanks. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, Rashawn, I'm so excited. I can't wait also for your book and start where you are. I hope everyone gets a copy because it's going to oh. be amazing. I just know it, but, and they're going to know even more about you and why they should get the book after they talk today. I'm really excited to dive into the topic we're going to be discussing because when you and I, you know, with every guest, I kind of have an intentional conversation like, Hey, yeah. what's on your heart. And then I combine that with knowing our community and what their pain points are, what they bring to me and try to combine both of those elements. And when you brought the subject to me, I was like, this light bulb went off and I was like, yep, that is it. Oh my gosh. Yeah, and funny enough, like I, after you brought this topic to me, I just realized like, yeah, I had just finished texting with a friend who said, I'm having trust problems in my relationship. And mm, do you have an episode that will cover that I can go to? And I was like, honestly, that's a really good point. Um, do I, <laughs> you know, yeah. and then you suggested this topic and I was like, oh man, yep. There it is. So so <laughs> let me just rip the Band-Aid off for everybody. Today, we're going to be talking a bit about cheating and, yeah. and why Man. that happens in relationships. Are we ready for this, Rashawn? I want to say I'm ready. I'll buckle my seatbelt up <laughs> now. <laughs> oh my gosh, what a topic. Well, I can imagine too that God put this heart on your heart for a reason. So I'm curious to yeah. why this even was on your heart to discuss. Well, I just know how prevalent, you know, the trust issues are right now today. And it's a big, big topic and also a big question. Why do people cheat? Men cheat, women cheat. Uh, you know, why does this happen? You know, I started to ask myself, why why is it such a tough topic today? Because it produces a lot of pain in our lives and that pain affects everyone. And, you know, ultimately you know, I've learned more and more when someone does cheat or even when I sort of was that cheater out there, uh, it's hard to get that trust back. And so we always want to, you know, put up this this wall around our heart to, you know, not get too close to people and different things that keeps us just keeps us in this block trying to. Yeah, it's just it's a tough topic, Kate. And I'm excited to get into it. But I've, I was that chief almost cheater at one point in my life. And 
it was not fun. You know, right whenever I sort of finished cheating, um, I went back to that same, you know, person. I felt empty after it. And I would love to just, you know, share on a few topics why I felt I was cheating back in the day and what it looks like when you line it up to scripture, you know? Oh man, I'm so, yes, a hundred percent. And that's why I love that you're willing to talk about this because you can, you understand too from the heart posture of like, hey, I experienced this. So I can dive yeah. into to kind of sharing about why I did that or what was going on for me. And I mean, I know for me personally, I've also been on the receiving end of cheating yeah. too and just feel the weight of how bad that hurts in a relationship mm. and how deceptive so it feels and how it really does break trust. And then where do you go from there? You know? And yeah. so I want to get into a bit more of your story in your heart. And I want to also bring people's awareness to just how cheating is affecting our culture today. So I did a little bit of research. So I'm going to read some statistics here so people can know why this is really a pain mm. point for us today, even as Christians. So the American Psychological Association reported that infidelity in the U.S. is said to be responsible for 20 to 40% of divorces. So that means that infidelity is happening all over the place because that's a huge cause of divorce, 20 to 40%. And if we take just the upper number, 40% means almost half of divorces are caused by infidelity. And if it happens in marriage, it absolutely happens in dating. And then to mm. take that a step further, I did a little more research and it actually shows that the statistics are about 21% of men overall cheat and 13% of women cheat. And then it's actually, even though the number is lower for women, what's it's been showing is that women, the actual numbers for women have been spiking specifically in the past 20 years. So it is becoming wow. a higher and higher trend for women also to cheat in relationships. And then I think something important to distinguish here as well, just at the top of our conversation is that there actually are two types of cheating. It's not just physical cheating. Yeah, There's also okay. emotional cheating. And emotional cheating can also lead to breakups and divorce, 100%. And I say that as a person who, you know, I've been physically cheated on, but and it's very painful. And then also, mm. almost worsely painful is continual emotional cheating because there's some way that it's that sometimes it feels more justified or you can kind of cloak it better than actual physical cheating. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so true. There's a lot there, but um, I just wanted to read that so people know like, hey, we, you know, this is a real thing that's happening. And this happens also in Christian marriages. It 100% does. And, and if not physical, potentially emotional, right? And so we really need Very to be true. aware of these things because it has a lot to do with our heart posture. So I <laughs> would love to just dive into, you know, part of your story and on the side of like, you know, 21% of men are shown to cheat today. Why do you think that is? Or what did that look like for you? So, you know what? I think there's several, several things that come to mind. Uh, when I thought of, from the standpoint of me being in a relationship, I thought I was supposed to be happy all the time with my, the person I was dating. And if I wasn't happy and if I wasn't getting the praise, if I wasn't getting sort of, you know, the attention that I thought I deserve, I would just go off and, 
you know, just cheat. And I seen it modeled in the locker rooms with some of the fellas. I was a college athlete back in the day. And I spent a lot of times uh, with different athletes. And, you know, a lot of times we forget, you know, in those rooms, it's a lot of ego. I wish I would have known my ego was not my amigo, you know, <laughs> oh it was gosh, not my friend. Yes. It led me into a lot of trouble, <laughs> oh, man. that Isn't ego. That and I began to, you know, just, you know, sleep around and, and try to get people's affirmation and, you know, love and acceptance. Uh, and it was a lot of my own heart, you know, just wanting what I wanted. I had a filthy appetite just just to have sex. And, you know, it would be over at that point. And that was just the older, the older Rashawn. But to this day, I have to, you know, guard my heart as even a leader in the church. I've even seen pastors fall to this, you know, uh, emotional sort of uh, cheating that had led over nine months to actual physical cheating. And that's the thing. I think a lot of times we we look at emotional, just like you were saying, Kate, uh, emotional cheating as if it's not a problem or if as if it's not a big deal right. or if it doesn't even compare with physical cheating. But what I truly think is that, you know, it starts off on the emotional level. And even as for a woman, I think there's times where, you know, women, they're far, you know, it's a greater chance that they would cheat emotionally then, then physically and sort of that those emotions build up to a physical sort of yes. time, you know, cheat. So yeah, it's just, yeah, it's, it's crazy, you know, but we all deal with it and we struggle with it. But I think one of the biggest, you know, things that's happened in my life is when I came to an understanding of God's word and like the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And whenever I began to actually acknowledge God and for who he is, and I had a reverence in my heart. That's what sort of the Bible says. We get wisdom out of that. And we walk differently. We talk differently. We associate our, ourselves with people uh, who are going to be godly friends and, and, and point us in the right direction versus, you know, someone who, who just got done cheating last week. And they're going to talk about how your relationship is jacked up. Come hang with me and my, this girl over here or that. You know, it's just crazy. It's, it's so much uh, dealing with the people you associate yourself with as well. Yeah. It's big time. Yeah. I, I can relate to so much of what you're saying too, because <clears throat> I think that, yeah, like men, it does seem, and it's good to hear it from a man himself, AKA you, that a lot of time men probably cheat because of ego, you know, it's like, Oh my gosh, yeah. like I yeah. want to show off, you know, or <laughs> I want to show that like, a lot of women like me. Um, mm, I'm really desired, true, right? right? And I yeah. think almost at least my experience too is that I've seen a lot of men cheat emotionally because they aren't getting that emotional love from anybody else, mm. including their brothers in Christ. And so, wow. um, and this comes down to like vulnerability and being able to have like real healthy, vulnerable relationships with other men and have really amazing male friendships. Because the truth is you're right. Women, we want emotional connection most of the time. And most of the time we might cheat because we want to just feel 
seen and we want to feel emotion. We want to feel connected emotionally and we're emotional beings. And, uh, but because of that, sometimes I think men also crave that because they may not be getting that from their other male friendships, which is why I also think it's just so important for men to have really vulnerable friendships with other men. And they're getting that emotional love from other guys versus looking for that in a woman. Right. Yes. Very true. Very true. I I remember it like night and day when I, uh, you know, first came to Christ. So the the people I was associated with uh, before him, I mean, we would go. I mean, it was a wild life. I mean, I was in L.A. I was, quote unquote, living the dream. I was a hype man for a guy named Soldier Boy. You know, I was talking to a young lady and I'll be completely transparent on this podcast, uh, because I, I can't be anything else. I have to be real about this. Right. But I was, I was, uh, dating a young lady who was at the university of Southern California, but I also parallel with that was low key having an emotional affair with a young lady who was actually in the porn industry. And it was the most crazy. That's just how dark my past was. And I didn't know I didn't know who I was in Christ. I didn't know my identity. I didn't know my purpose. I was searching and seeking for acceptance. And I found myself in a very dark place. And this girl, you know, that was at USC was a girl that I wanted to date. You know, I was basically in love with her. But needless to say, I didn't know how to, you know, kill the flesh. I didn't know how to, you know, put to death those sinful, broken desires and and live for God. I didn't realize that yeah, my, my heart was rotten at the core and I truly needed, you know, to be awakened to God's love for me and yeah, what is true calling is for me. And yeah, so it was tough. Wow. Uh, and yeah, God sort of, he, he changed everything after I came to Christ. I basically start associating myself with believers, which, you know, the book of Psalms uh, talks about blessed are those who do not walk in step with the wicked, nor take the way that sinners take or sit in the place where scorners sit, but blessed are those who delight in the law of the Lord. They will be prosperous and success, successful in all they do. And that's when I really sort of have my eyes open. I need my mind renewed. I need to be born again. I need to, you know, change my desire, you know, ask the Lord to change my desires and give me a new appetite, uh, new taste buds on the tongue of my heart. And that's when things started to change when, yeah, my heart changed. Wow. And what you're revealing to you with the transforming of the mind and needing that mind renewal is that I want to say this too, for people, if you are a Christian listening and you're like, well, I'm struggling with this as a Christian, like this is a process of we need continual mm. renewal of the mind, you know? So yeah. it's not like a one-stop shop of, yes, Jesus saves us. And we still have to continually practice, I'm going to renew my mind, you know? Yeah. Because so sin is all out there and there's temptations yeah. everywhere. And so everywhere. we may have a, a hard day and we may like be really vulnerable to temptations. And we may, if we continue to stay in that, we may have a season of real vulnerability to temptation. And so we must have an ability to have, you know, that accountability and come back to the well, come back to the renewing of our minds through practice and practicality, because even you can be to your point earlier, a leader of the church still preaching the gospel every single Sunday, but not 
walking out those disciplines and renewing your mind as you should in your personal life and therefore still fall to cheating. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so true. So true. Yeah. And here's one thing I'm so like, even in the marriage context, I've gone to the point I'm so infatuated with, with my wife. I like love my wife so much. I'm so thankful God brought her uh, to me. But here's the thing, like at the end of the day, you know, she gets older and things like that. She won't be this perfect woman that I'll, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that I totally. always dreamed of. Oh, things quote, made quote, quote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We get messy at times and we're so imperfect. But uh, one thing that I do know is that as the Bible says, beauty is fleeting, but my hope is in, in in the Lord, and I trust that like His promises will come true, and He is faithful. Like even in the context of of marriage, is to glorify Him and to be about His mission. So at the end of the day, anything that comes in the way of that, uh, yeah, I just I, I have to like man, yeah, it, it just changes everything. Yeah. We live for him. It's so true because there's not a single person on this planet that can keep our satisfaction and our yeah. interest and our happiness, uh, like fulfill that bucket, right? It like we will so always be disappointed, and if if that's our expectation, and I think sometimes we go into relationships with that expectation, and so that why that is why marriage is a covenant, and God is our all-consuming uh, number one love of our life, right? Because yes. no human person can fulfill that for us, even our spouse <laughs> one day. So true. <laughs> and like, so there's going to be days I can imagine I'd have not been married, but I'm sure there are days where you're like, you kind of feel ugly to me right now, or I kind of don't feel like mm. I want to say I love you, but at the core- so I am in this covenant and I, it's difficult, but I choose this over and over because even yeah. when it's hard, <laughs> you know? So true. Yes. Yeah, so mm -hmm. true. Yeah. And, um, I, I know there's several, you know, sort of things that I've been struggling with personally, just to open up just a little bit more here currently is that, um, when you start getting quote unquote, the platform, you start getting your voice a little bit louder. There are, people, you know, who are attracted to you, just as if, you know, there's an NBA player, he walks into a hotel and there's women waiting for him already when he gets into the hotel, when the team arrives, it's, it's so much more opportunity, you know, for someone quote unquote with power, quote unquote, not saying that I have power or anything like that, but I'm just trying to equate this, you know, to when you're ministering to exit thousands and thousands of people every single day, your, your DMs and things get full. I've gotten to the point now where I'm reminding myself, like my life is wide open. So I just try to give my passwords out. Like, you know, yeah. my, my, my buddies I associate and I'm close with, like I have no more private life and my wife, like I give her access, although not everyone's going to agree with, you know, giving out there stuff and there should be this level of trust. But at this point, it's like, I don't got nothing to hide. And, yeah. and I don't even trust myself outside of the presence of God. Like, mm -hmm. and, and I got to be to the point where I'm so open up to, you know, one him and his purpose for my life. And yeah, yeah. I don't know, Kate, I'm, I'm just trying to yeah, share where I'm at with that. I love like, that. Yeah, that this is a journey. Like it really is yeah. a continual journey. And even in marriage, there's going to be things where we got to, we continually have to know that our flesh can, can be tempted in certain ways. So how do we set up? Like, I just want to be open and honest and I'm still, so I, I could fall to temptation. So I want to do my best to be 
honest with you every day, you know? And, uh, and I think that that comes to also being open to examining our own hearts when we're talking about Mm. our, our place and why we are tempted to cheat, whether it's physically or just emotionally. Uh, how do yeah. we examine why that's happening? And I'm going to just share something quickly too, because you've been so beautifully vulnerable. But on my end, I've never shared this before on the podcast. So mm. I'll just share it quickly. Go. But hey, hey, everyone, <laughs> we're going to be real. Rashawn's coming real. I'm going to come real. <laughs> yeah, in my past, and I you know, I actually found, I actually did cheat in the past and I've never told Mm. really anybody that publicly, but I I was in a relationship that I cheated on that person more than once. Actually, the reason that I did it in reflecting is because I just wanted that affirmation. And when I felt that this person was either boring me or not giving me enough of that, uh, when something new and shiny came along, I was like, well, this feels better. This is easy Mm. right now. They're all into me. I'll go for that, you know? And I think, again, a lot of why at least I did it uh, was for validation and because Mm. I didn't have the kingdom-minded perspective of perseverance and self-sacrifice and also just seeing my identity as it is in Christ. I I would have said at the time that I was a Jesus follower, but I wasn't really walking with God. I really was not. (laughs) And so, and this was over 10 years ago, so quite a long time ago, but in that time of cheating, you know, I, I was honest with the person I was dating, but it deeply hurt them. And even within that, I did it again. Right. And so there Mm. is something in me that just so deeply craved that validation externally. Like if I'm not getting it perfectly from you, fine, I'll go somewhere else to find it. And so my own work in, even in my dating relationships now is to say, I don't think I'm going to physically cheat again. I really don't, but I all, but first of all, I don't know. I need to set up parameters for myself, right? I've, I've done it before, but I also know that it could be really easy for me as a person driven by needing validation in the past to find, to feel like I need that again. So instead of going that external, when I feel like in a relationship, someone's letting me down or they're not meeting all my needs, it's to say, wait, how can God, how can first I meet my needs and how can God yeah. meet these needs versus just putting that on somebody else? And if I feel like that person's so not good. seeing me or hearing me, how can I be vulnerable to share with them like, hey, I don't feel like you're seeing me here. I don't feel heard here. Can I, can I share that vulnerably with you versus yeah. keeping that to myself and just claiming that they don't see or hear me and therefore needing to find that with somebody else. Does that make sense? (laughs) So yes, that makes perfect sense. That makes perfect sense. And I love how you just opened up to that because I know someone out there is listening now and like, wow, like I'm actually, they may be even in in that season now where they're struggling with that and tempted to cheat or even have, you know, that's just what the world we live in today. And it's a dark time, but Uh, Yeah, the gospel shines all the more. Hey friends, so I want to take a quick break today in our incredible conversation to share with you about our amazing sponsor for this episode. And something you should know is that I really only agree to sponsorships with brands and businesses that, first of all, I just really love and believe in, and then second of all, that I actually think will be really helpful for you. So that being said, today's podcast is brought to you by Faithful Counseling. Faithful Counseling is a faith-based online therapy network that is a part of the larger BetterHelp community. 
If you've listened to this podcast at all, you've probably picked up on the fact that I am a huge fan of therapy personally, especially in our singleness and dating seasons. Let's work on all these things before marriage, okay? But not only that, I especially love therapy that incorporates Christian principles, prayer, and spiritual practices. Through faithful counseling, getting connected with an affordable Christian therapist is so easy. All you guys have to do is fill out a form about yourself and your needs, and faithful counseling will connect you to a fellow believer within their network of licensed professional counselors. Once you are quickly connected to a therapist, you can start communicating in under 24 hours. You can log into your account at any time and send your therapist a message and get really timely and thoughtful responses back. You can also schedule weekly video or phone sessions and do all of it from the comfort of your home. And might I add, in your most comfy attire, winning! Now, I've been doing therapy virtually for over a year now, and I just love it. Now, another benefit of using Faithful Counseling is that there is such a broad range of expertise in the Faithful Counselor Network that may not be locally available wherever you live. So that's another great perk about Faithful Counseling. And then the last cherry on top is that a lot of people don't do therapy because of the cost, but Faithful Counseling is more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. So guys, if you've been looking to try out therapy, but you're like one of these excuses, it's too costly, you haven't found the right person, or you don't want to go to the office, I want you to consider trying Faithful Counseling. And for Heart of Dating listeners, today you can get 10% off your first month by going to getfaithful.com forward slash heart of dating. All right, guys, that's it for now. Now back to the episode. As you were saying, Kate, what are ways I sort of deal with the heart issue behind it? Man, I just have to be honest. I I just have a, I think it's a relationship aspect with the Lord and just going to him first and foremost, you know, seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And then all these other things will be added on. And I think part of that is, you know, you can experience that deliverance. You can experience that freedom uh, in him. However, we do need uh, people around us, brothers and sisters. And I open up, matter of fact, we have one guy who actually, and I'll just shine the light on him for a second. He was struggling with the porn uh, issue. And, you know, believe it or not, it's big time emotional cheating because there's there are guys out there who follow specific porn stars. And, and, and I, like I was in that world, like that's the dark darkness of this, you know, but here's the thing at the end of the day, it's about eliminating that porn stash and fighting for freedom, fighting for your joy, fighting for, for the, the person God's called you to be. And, and living out that, it, it really is a fight and it's not an easy path or else everybody would be on it. And, but Jesus said, you know, this path is narrow and, you know, very few find it. And I think for, this should be an encouragement for someone out there that the Lord doesn't just, you know, the enemy comes to kill, still and destroy, but the Lord came to give you life that you may have it to the fullest. So you can have that joy-filled, abundant life where your satisfaction, your fulfillment, everything comes out of him and flows from him. Uh, and I've experienced that in, even in my own life. But let me tell you, I am, whoo, I need to take heed and take my thoughts captive every day, moment by moment, and meditate on his word. Worship. I remember, Kate, you wrote me saying you were worshiping <laughs> last night. And that yes. that made me like, wow, I want to be in that place. Like, it affected me. Like, I read it not too long ago, but it affected me what you wrote yesterday affected me in, in 
you know, about 17 hours later, when I was going through just a tough time, just in my own mind, like now I can get into worship because Kate, you know, just shared her joy about being in worship yesterday when she wrote me that message. Like those little things, like God is showing us so many ways we can choose that narrow, hard path, (laughs) but actually enjoy him on the way instead of all the fluff in this world, you know? I love it. And what you're bringing to me too, that to mind is that what we leave in the dark stays in the dark, right? And so we need to take what's in the dark and bring it to light. Otherwise, yes. shame will eat us alive, you know? And so if you are having tempting thoughts, whether it's towards pornography or to find external validation, I mean, I would say yeah. as a woman, I've had to fight that needing that validation. So I may be dating someone, then I have a guy friend, but like, you know, he's kind of really nice to me. And maybe he's like, you know, really talking to me a lot and giving me attention, but we're not really flirting or we're not going. I mean, I'm obviously not going to go on a date with him. I'm dating someone else. But if I'm being really honest, if I'm being Mm. really at the core honest, I am getting some validation from knowing that another man is talking to me that frequently. Right. And so I think if I can just be honest with myself and be honest with others about that, it removes me from falling into a deep downward spiral, potentially justifying it, right? Um, Oh, he's just a friend. Oh, what do you mean? There's nothing going on, you know? But actually, if I'm really honest in my heart, I'm getting validation from that, you know? And and so I think we, we, we need to take things out of, like shine the light on it by being able to be honest about it and bring it to God, but also bring it to others to yes. be able to speak that out. Otherwise, we'll, we'll, the shame will eat at us. And what I've found, and I've tried to practice in dating relationships in the last few years, is that if mm-hmm. I am finding myself you know, with a male potential friendship uh, outside of my dating relationship or just somebody casually that I'm talking to, if I find too much validation in that, I share that with my partner. Hey, I just want to let you know, I talked to this person and they were really interested in talking to me and I kind of liked it maybe a little bit too much. And I want to be honest with you about that. And that takes a lot of courage. Oh my gosh. That has not been easy to me for me to say, you know, like, because I feel afraid sometimes. I'm like, (laughs) what are they going to do? Are they going to run away? But the, you know what, Kate, I think it builds trust. Yes. There you go. It builds trust in a huge way. So sorry. I'm so sorry. No, that's true. true, Yeah. And I think, that's helpful, you know, to be able to do that in relationships. I, uh, I had another person on the podcast a while ago, Ben Stewart, and he said this, mm. this line that I keep repeating, it's not about being perfect, but perfectable. And so oh, the only way good. we can enter into, we have to enter to dating saying, I'm not going to be perfect. I'm going to be tempted. I'm going to fall short. I'm going to probably hurt the other person. I'm not going to have the intention to do that, but how can I be honest and try to be perfectible, like continually molding and shaping and learning, right? So good. Yeah, totally. (laughs) Rashawn, I also want to bring this to one other topic too, on how this also can play out in social media. (laughs) Because Mm. we mentioned it before, especially with emotional cheating. What do you think? Yeah. You know what? This is the place where I feel me as a man, as a man of God, you know, and I think there's tons of others on here, men and women alike, single, married, that struggle with this social media thing. Uh, Because one, I believe Facebook 
makes, you know, sort of, it re reignites the old flames to old relationships in a way. And yeah. whenever you have that, where you have complete access to your ex's ex and your ex and their ex, <laughs> you know, everyone is on these social media platforms. It can be a very tempting thing to go look at your ex's photo. It can be a very tempted, yep. you know, tempting thing to even go dabble in where, you know, you're not supposed to be, whether it's somewhere the wrong hashtag or here or there. Like, yep. I mean, literally, have you been on Instagram lately? Like yeah. Oh, yeah. on that for you or whatever page that is over there. Mm -hmm. Like there's tons of stuff that we need to, you know, sort of guard our hearts and minds. And I think social media gives us access and ac a ton of access. But here, secondly, really quick, I wanted to also say this is where emotional sort of emotional affairs happen. Yeah. Uh, and also just uh, emotional cheating is, you know, at an all time high because we have this opportunity to connect with people and connect with them long and hard. And, you know, yeah. So yeah, it's, it's, it's dangerous ground to walk on and tread yeah. on at times. I agree yeah, because there's <laughs> so many visual things happening out there too, that it's yeah. like on Instagram that it's like, we have to be able to guard our minds from some of, there's just a lot out there visually that we can, can be easy temptations for us. And I don't think women are exempt from that, <laughs> you know, at all, no, <laughs> at all. And this is where I think what I mentioned earlier, it's easy to get into what I like to call friendationships. It's like a friendship mm. relationship. And it's like, they're just my friend, but actually I'm getting more than friendship from them. I'm getting emotional love in some capacity wow. by continually talking to them. Do you agree with that? Do you think that is? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, because there's, there's several things that like... I've, one I've experienced, but others that I hear, like a woman typically, you know, if she's not getting the attention from her boyfriend, like she wants it, or a man isn't getting the attention from, you know, the praise or the approval from his girlfriend or his wife, you know, you can find some of that stuff on social media. A guy would quickly, you know, do whatever he can to try to communicate with you those areas that he's in. He'll try to be that 20% that, you know, your husband or your boyfriend can't be, you know, when they bring in the 80%, but at the end of the day, uh, you want to be filled or full with, you know, a hundred percent of your needs taken care of. But I think the truth is, is that only Jesus can be that hundred percent that you need to start with before your husband or, you know, your wife or whoever it is, it has to be Jesus that, that sort of, you know, fulfills you and, and, and fills you up day in and day out. He should be your source always. Everything else is a resource because when the resource dies or fails, you'll fail and die with it. Ooh, yeah. That's why we need the source is Jesus yeah. all the time. So, that, so and, and I think, yeah, that's where we fall into a bit, Kate, I believe. Yeah. So what is your thought to you? I'm going like off script here, but it's coming to head. But what do you think too about like even who we follow on Instagram or men and women, like, you know, how close friendships should be like of the opposite gender? I don't know. Like, do you have any opinions yeah. on that? <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I think it's so important. One, like I've gone to a point where I'm not liking anything, you know, I barely even like women's pictures, you know, just yeah. for the sake, I mean, 
just for the sake, I know one, I want to guard and protect, help protect, you know, the things that may, my wife may be struggling with. And I want to keep in mind and honor her. But number two, I know Rashawn, I know like, and also don't let your good be spoken evil of the Bible talks about like the, when you engage and allow so many different voices in your life that, that may be, you know, it may be a pure sort of connection and things like that, but you have to be careful on sort of how you're engaging people and also who you're following, because those are our voices in your life that can tempt you for the good or bad. And, you know, the enemy, yeah, he, 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 he'll use anything, even if it's like a, and here's the thing I've run into as well, really quick. I've seen divorces, people split and divorce over things sort of like one, the spouse would think that their partner was cheating and they would go behind their spouse's back with this assumption that they're cheating and sort of make this big deal out of something that wasn't even there. And I've seen little things and the guy was genuine. He was pure in from, from the standpoint, the information that I had, but needless to say, they split and come to find out when the information came out, the person, they didn't even really, they just worked together and they didn't even, there was nothing there. Oh, there wow. was no foul play, but it caused a lot of havoc. And that was all because of an assumption. So yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on. Needless to say, whenever you're in those social waves and, you know, and yeah. I think that so, that creates the spirit of assumption, like you're saying, is that maybe the best thing to do is be honest, ask your partner, Mm. Hey, I saw you liked this photo, or I saw you follow this person. I don't want to assume that you have bad intention. I just want to, I just want to get curious and understand like your relationship with that person so that, cause it'll make me feel more comfortable and I don't want to create a story in my mind. So would you be able to share that with me? You know, maybe that's kind of the approach, right? (laughs) Yeah. In in, either way, Kate, I love how you said that because either way, the truth is going to come to light regardless eventually. And yeah. Hey, and maybe you can talk to a pastor. Maybe it's just things you're dealing with or I'm dealing with from our past and we can go say, I I have this assumption about my husband, but I don't know if it's dealing with my past. But needless to say, even in the Bible, it says the truth, the the truth will be revealed. Like you can't hide, you know, what's done in secret will be revealed in public and spoken on rooftop. So it's just a matter of time now. (laughs) But Yeah. 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 And it's not saying be oblivious though. No, yeah, no, but, totally. I think yeah. it, and it's, I also like being a person who have, who has just admitted to a, I have cheated in the past, but B mm. I have been cheated on emotionally for wow. years and physically for years because of that. I have a lot of wounding from that, you know, that I've healed through and gone to lots of counseling for and all the things, but I would be remiss to say that I, that's doesn't come up for me in relationships today, you know? So there is something that I have to still be aware of that I don't want my trigger because I've been cheated on in the past to overtake me in a new relationship. I don't want it to overwhelm me and I don't want to assume bad intent of my current partner just because I see them talking to a woman or because I see that they follow someone on Instagram and or like a lot of their media, right? I don't want to assume, oh my gosh, he's going to be just like this last guy and oh my gosh, he's probably doing that because he needs validation because that's what I used to need to do, right? And all of these thoughts go through my head. So instead, because I know this can... 
relate to a lot of people who have been cheated on or cheated before. You then are like projecting that onto the next person. So how do we not do that? <laughs> is, yeah, exactly. is to say, hey, just be honest. Like, hey, you know, calm yourself down. R- remind yourself of what's happening in the moment. I see what's happening. I And this is what it's bringing up for me. This is all done internally. You're bringing that you're doing this to yourself. I see this happening. He's liking this girl's media. It's bringing up yeah. for me that I was cheated on a lot in the past and or it's bringing up that I used to do that because I needed validation. Okay. So mm. that's the thought that's upcoming for me. The incoming thought is he's doing this. My upcoming thought is this is from my past experience. Okay. Wow. I can sit here and say, that is why this is happening. How can I take care of myself right now? What do I know to be true currently today about this person? Yeah. Have they shown that they are untrustworthy? What are the actual facts of that? <laughs> right. Uh, and, yes. and then I can calmly from a place of sound mind, and I can be mm. prayerful about this too, asking God to help me control my thoughts, to not project my past onto this current person. And then I can say, all right, Lord, I'm going to bring this to this person the person I'm currently dating and, and not assume that they have the same intention as people of my past, but rather just be honest, own my trigger, own my, take ownership of my past and come humbly before them and say, Hey, this is my experience from my past. I don't want to assume, and I don't necessarily assume that this is your intention. Would you just help me to understand? And then after that person responds, you know, you guys talk through it. If it comes to pass that like nothing is going on with this person, then you make a boundary together. You talk about what's comfortable moving forward. And then in further situations, it's your responsibility to assume positive intent, you know? So that's my breakdown of how I try to practice this. Man, I wish I would have had you years ago next to me. Come on now. Or listening to Heart of Dating podcast. Boy, that would have changed a lot of things in my life. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> and I will also say the caveat is I don't always do that perfectly. I can talk about it because I've also done it not like yeah. that too. <laughs> yes, totally. I gotcha. I totally oh my get gosh. it. I've totally assumed the worst in people and be like, oh, you're talking to that person. It means you must be having an yeah. emotional affair. <laughs> They're like, so what? True. What are you talking about? <laughs> no, yeah. I, she's my cousin. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I do have an interesting quick question for yeah. you too, Kate. Okay. I was going to ask you, what is your thoughts on, um, say, can, how, to what degree can, even if you're dating someone, if they have a friend that they said they've been friends with for a long time, but you know, what are your thoughts on that? Like, could there be emotional affair affairs within within there? And how do we navigate through that? That's you know so what I'm good. saying? Yeah, this is yeah, okay. Like, let's have this dialogue. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, I think that men and women can be friends with uh, a lot of open communication and and uh, a lot of honesty because there's a lot of murky water that it can be, can potentially happen. And I think when you enter into dating and let's say I'm a woman that has a lot of guy friends and now I'm dating a guy, I have to be really explicit with the guy I'm dating about my current male friendships and be very open. Hey, this is my context of friendship with this person. And I would say you have to decide together what the comfortability level is within that within your now That's relationship. Good. I'm so good. a big fan of not saying 
everybody has to do it a certain way. I think you know yourself, the other person hopefully also knows themselves, and you guys together as a team come to what feels good for you guys in the relationship, what feels honoring, you know? That's so good. Hey, and I here's what I ran into early off, me and my wife, again, like I remember to this day, and I was a little bit more selfish in my earlier walk with Christ, but I'm still, every day I got to cast that down, but <laughs> I was like, hey, you know, this girl, quote unquote, has been in my life for a long time, even longer than you. That was like a prideful ego, Rashawn, like, why are you trying to split us? And, you know, why yeah. can't we go to the coffee shop? Why can't we go here or there together? And at the end of the day, God sort of wrecked me. And like, you know, if if I really, truly believe this woman is going to be my wife, why won't I humbly submit? You know, even though we're dating, so the Bible says submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. And if she's going to be my wife, I want to actually let her speak and have this open communication and, you know, not be that, you know, prideful, egotistical Rashawn, you know? So I had to die to myself and be like, okay, this makes sense, Lord. I'd rather please you. And and also, you know, listening, you know, yeah, yeah. it was just crazy. That's so good. And that that's where we have to just know that everyone's story is different and nuanced and unique. And I'm bringing things and the other person's bringing things and our own experiences yeah. and what may feel okay to them may not feel okay to me and vice versa. True. So we bring a lot of our own, you know, unique footprint and way of doing things to the relationship. So it's about figuring out, trying to understand in love why you function that way, why you desire that certain thing or way of doing mm. things. I want to try to seek to understand that. I'm going to share my heart in that as well on my side. And then what can we do to me- meld these together? Because yeah, that's what so I true. think it's about. Is being That's what partnership looks like, I think. Yeah, for sure. For sure. That's yeah. teamwork. Make the teamwork, dream work. Right? Yes. <laughs> oh, Love man. It. So as, so godly men. So let's just wrap up the conversation too here. And, and then I'll ask you my very last question. But okay. um, as a godly man or a godly woman, what are some of the key things that people can be walking out in their life to avoid cheating and temptation? I would, I would totally say, um, number one, I always go back to there's scripturally fear God, just fear yes. him being odd, not necessarily like the fear of like, Oh no, God's going to kill me. I'm afraid of him. <laughs> but like being reverence and awe of him, the Bible talks about like those who fear the Lord, they they'll depart from evil, but also love accountability, love people who are in your life, who are there for, that God sent to speak into your life and literally just walk in his ways and just get to know him more and all that other stuff, you'll just see it, you know, become more dissatisfying, more distasteful. And yeah, and, and, and God will show you the way. I think it was Proverbs 16, 3 that says, commit to the Lord, whatever you do, and he'll establish your plans. And I think one big thing that's helped me, don't follow your heart, because my heart always led me astray, you know, and the Bible says those who follow their own hearts, quote unquote, it's a tough word, but are fools. But those who do not lean on their own understanding, but acknowledge God in all their ways, he'll make their path straight. We want to go to straight path. So I would just say that. Mm, that's so yeah. good. Oh, man. Yes, that, also, that is so good. And I think that fully <laughs> relates for women, too. And like all yeah. of the above. 
fear of Amen. God, love, accountability, and not just running with all the things in your heart. <laughs> because yeah, if exactly. we did that, I mean, Ooh, the, yeah, I mean, boy, <laughs> yeah. And as a roman- a sappy romantic person, sometimes I want to do that too. I'm like, yeah, oh, but I want to live in all the oh. heart feels. <laughs> <laughs> so true. So true. But that can also, Man. it needs to be balanced with a discipline and obedience. And we hate those words sometimes as Christians, but I yeah. think it's that's an outpouring of reverence for God that we're obedient, you know? <laughs> yes, yeah, so true, Kay. Amen to that. Rashawn, I just though. love you and your heart. And so I ask every guest the final last question, which you're going to get to, which is what is your final nugget of dating advice for the listeners today? Awesome, Kate. And I love you as well. But I would tell everyone to live transparently, you know, live with open arms, open hands and live transparently. You know, you're not you no longer live, but Christ lives in you. And just, you know, if you're even beginning your walk with God, I'm telling you, uh, it's a life worth living, one that's for him and sold out for him. So so just do it. I'm telling you, everything will change from the inside out. And that's all I will really say. I love it. Yes. (laughs) Bring things out of the dark into the light, right? Yes. Amen. Preach it, sister. Preach it. I love it. So, Rashawn, if people want to connect with you, find out more about what you're doing, how do they do that? Uh, They can connect anywhere on social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, uh, or you can go to startwhereyouarebook.com. That's where that's sort of like my main little website right now because I'm trying to get the book out and yes. uh, podcast scriptures and stories. Yes. And yeah, thank you so much, Kate. Again, <gasps> you're amazing. You're I'm amazing. I'm so grateful for you and your ministry. <laughs> you too. Thank you so much for being on today. I know people were just probably so blessed as I was. Yeah. Oh. Come on, you guys. I just knew you'd fall in love with Rashawn as much as I have. He is seriously so joy-filled. He loves the Lord and his energy is just contagious. So thankful for Rashawn's heart and willingness to share with us today on such a hard and complex topic. Because I really want to encourage you, go connect with him on Instagram at, at @jesusfeed and at @hypesir. You will not be disappointed. He is putting out incredible, encouraging content every single day. And make sure to get a copy of his book, Start Where You Are, How God Meets You in Your Mess, Loves You Through It, and Leads You Out of It. It is available September 1st, and you can get it right now. Go to Amazon.com. Go pick up a copy of his book. If you want to hear more from Rashawn, it is just so inspiring. All right, y'all. I love you. Thank you so much for being a part of this community. We could not do this without you. And I will see you next week. This show is part of the Converge Podcast Network. 